Welcome into the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Before we begin, I'd like to take a moment for our salute to service. As a veteran of the United States military, it was my distinct privilege to have experienced some of the most incredible support from our civilian counterparts. From care packages while we were deployed, to programs that enable us to take care of and provide for our families with a stable foundation while we're away, and everything else that you can imagine, your support has truly been the difference. If you are looking for a way to support our troops or are someone who already has been, then I encourage you to consider some of the following nonprofit organizations. All of them make an incredible difference. Please visit thewoundedwarriorproject.com, the Navy Marine Corps Relief Society at nmcrs.org, the Special Operations Warrior Foundation at specialops.org, freedomservicedogs.org, and hopeforthewoundedwarriors.org. For those who need the help, they deserve it. Let's make sure we take care of our troops. Football fandom, welcome to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, your weekly source for fantasy football news and advice. I'm Donnie Mack, and with me as always is Anthony Lucasic. How's it going, everybody? And we've got returning guests, plural, yeah, in the buddy. studio this week. Big we've episode got, today. We've got Mike back with us again, your third appearance. I am always happy to be back. I want to thank two fans. One, my son, Matthew Hardick, who will follow this. He is a Jersey winner, and whoever this yep. art is, Tillange guy is. Uh, he is a very <laughs> interesting number one fan. He yeah, is a number one yeah, fan, and he, he has been supporting it. And, in you know, in audience, we have live guests tonight, right? Mm-hmm. So Emmett Keim is here. I want to give a little shout out to Emmett Keim, yeah, anyone that. that knows him. We'll, we'll share him on Facebook, and uh, we'll probably go to jail. He's our beer fetcher. <laughs> I like how you got your Conor McGregor swag going on there. You got the swag all in the show. Yeah. Well, we will be talking about some of the other guests that are around tonight a little bit later because we got something special for you tonight, this being the final show of our season. But first, we do have another guest in our studio today joining us for the first segment of the show. We got Peanut back, and I think your third appearance as well. It is. So Mom welcome life back. life has not kept me away this time. Come, no, it has not. And... And you've had a pretty good fantasy season, isn't that right? I did. I am the champion for yeah. Dynasty. Yep, a winner of our Dynasty League. That means uh, we have to try and convince you to let that trophy stay in the studio. Uh, it is a really pretty trophy. That's why you keep coming back onto the show. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Detachment. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, there you go. You get to come visit it. But uh, we can let I mean, for the off season, you can borrow it. Well, as I said, we have a really big show for you this week because coming off of week 17, it's the end of the end of the season. For all fantasy leagues now, I don't think there's any anyone that makes it that far uh, past into the playoff leagues. No, it's just DFS stuff. Yeah, Yeah. so you got you still got your DFS players out there. No week uh, eighteen yet, right? No week eighteen yet. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe next year. But we do have a few things to talk about as we recap week seventeen, and then we also have, like I said, a little surprise. We've got our end of season show. We're going to tell you about that in a minute. But first. We also have our fan giveaway to talk about. Why don't you tell them how they enter our fan giveaway? Yeah, real quick, as we've been mentioning every week, we got to do our obligatory run here. Um, we got the DJ Chart jersey, and we got the Mike Dicka signed trophy that we're giving out for once we get to 100 subscribers. We're going to be giving those away. All you got to do to enter that contest is subscribe to the show, take a picture.
picture of that, email us that picture, and there you go. Whether you want to do it on YouTube, you want to follow us on Twitter, you want to follow us on Facebook, you want to follow us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to us there. If you want to give us a review on a podcast platform, we'll give you five entries for that. All you got to do is, again, just make sure you take the picture, email us that picture, and we'll take care of the rest. Uh, Include your real name. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, That's Uh, helpful. What I heard, though, is you guys sell people's information, right? (laughs) <laughs> only, only to the Middle Eastern, uh, yeah. the, the princes, because they're princes, and they should Listen, have. We uh, have to, know. we have to finance this show somehow. You know, yeah. we got to make. We our don't money have sponsors yet. <laughs> right. I mean, we are promoting a lot of brand material on the table. Is right that now. is that all digital cocoa and White Claw? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> White Claw hasn't gotten back to us yet. Digital cocoa doesn't pay us. Digital cocoa just works for free on this. Got show. Miller Light over here. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, hopefully not, Miller not a we'll sponsor. Take we'll take it. And I've been drinking my Starbucks every week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> also, so, not a my grunt style. Not a paid oh, endorsement. Oh, you know, we're, we're we're trying over here. We're trying. Disney, Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grogu. Yeah, I, I yeah don't let's Grogu. go Disney. Listen, if, let's if, go Disney. Disney <laughs> might get a little upset with some of our drops, though. <laughs> if, if Disney if Disney was a sponsor on this show, I, you know what we've made? Hey, it. They made Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, they took true. over Deadpool too. Who cares about copyrights? Better turn my board around because we're gonna need this soon. All right, well, uh, I think uh, maybe we should get into the show. Let's We're going to have a, a short show today. We're going to start right off with the news, notes, and injuries because today we have our award show coming up. Well, the recap section will be short. The show, yes. this will actually probably yeah, be a short long recap. One. And then we're going to get into our award show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to bring in a lot of guests in here tonight. And it's oh, going to be supposed to be a surprise. You ruined it. Little... Oh, I ruined the Spoiler. surprise. I'll edit that out. It's just going to be one long sensor beep for about 30 seconds yeah, while there I talk you go. here. Yeah, that's what I'll put in. No, we want people to get, cause it's going to say it in the title of the video. <laughs> We'll see how it goes. It's going to say Shy Guys Awards Show. It's not going to be like but short recap and special guests. But they don't know about the special something. guests. I don't think we should argue they don't know. Well, we, I didn't tell them about the special guests, who they were. I just told them right, that they are. So All news, right. notes, and injuries. Yeah, let's get some sound bites for some news, notes, and injuries. What do you think? Postgame show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. And before the show goes way too far off the rails, we're going to start off with a little bit of uh, continuing house cleaning around the league. Now try and keep up with this. Jags fire head coach Doug Marone. Oh, Marone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, not Marone. Is anybody honestly shocked? Uh, Chargers fire head coach Anthony Lynn. All right, I just got in touch on that one. I am a little surprised about that. And, Anthony, you mentioned uh, before this. I didn't know he was a coach for four years. Yeah, I didn't. It, I didn't it, know that either. It kind of surprised me. I was like, I was a little bit surprised by it at first, and then I was like, oh, yeah, four years. Okay, I, I suppose that makes sense then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Follow the right. record. Yeah. No. Yeah. See you later. Uh, we've also got the Jets fire head coach Adam Gase. Shiny. Finally. Right. <laughs> About time. Uh, Dolphins of offensive coordinator Chan Gailey resigns after one season. But yeah, I mean, he came out of retirement after four, he was four years retired when he came back to to coach this season. It was it was for Fitzmagic. He he had a special thing with Fitzmagic. He wanted to kind of coach his last season starting. It's probably gonna be Fitzmagic's last season start going into the league as a starter. Yeah. So you know, it was just one of those special little things. And it's time to move on. The Dolphins have already announced Tua will be the starter moving forward. And so, Changeli uh, said, "Peace out. I'm out." I think the Tua stuff came out today, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, and also Texans hiring Nick Casario as their new general manager. Yeah, that one was interesting because they were looking at him last year, but uh, I think it had something to do with the playoff run, but the Pats ended up blocking uh, the Texans from interviewing the their director of player personnel since, what, 2008? Uh, yeah, 2008. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a great ad for the Texans. I think it's a great piece. He's put together a great team for the Patriots. He was part of their dynasty build. I mean, come on. 
Yeah. So that's a good ad. Something shady again, the pat- the Patriot. Blech. Blech. You're going to be accusing the Texans of cheating all the time now? No, no, no. Oh, okay. It's the Patriots <laughs> thing. Right. Okay. Um, and the Giants uh, defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, signs an extension. And that, that covers all of our important managerial changes. So far. Yeah, yeah, so far. It's still early. The playoffs haven't even started yet. Is, is, yeah, Patrick, exactly. is Patrick Graham maybe want to be a tight end for the Bears? <laughs> you know, we could do some more. I think we went into the season with, what, 10? Well, it's, yeah. that's, it's yeah. well most tight ends in the league, actually, now that yeah, I think I about that. You know? I, I forgot more. about that. I'm sorry. I'm going yeah. a little loud here. Don's freaking out. He just poked me in the side. Yeah. But <laughs> he's going to have that hook come off and grab you off the, <laughs> off the screen here shortly. Yeah. Uh, and finally, in news, notes, and injuries, Josh Jacobs got a DUI in a single car accident. I guess he must have spoken out about the Clintons. You know? I mean, ooh. I mean, I is it, is he going to come out with strep throat, too, like Melvin Gordon after yeah. his uh, DUI? Yeah, right, exactly. Well, that'll do it for this week's news, notes, and injuries. We're going to talk real quick about some studs and duds coming off of week 17. We're going to start us off with the studs. We'll do this the old-fashioned way, with two swords and maximum effort. All right, looking at some of our stud quarterbacks for the week. Leading us off, we have Cam Newton, QB1, coming up with 38 points. Of all times to do it, and it's in week seven. Yeah, I know, really, right? <laughs> How many of you it's out there would have loved to have seen that? A few Not other going guys. to the playoffs, right? Not <laughs> going to the playoffs. <laughs> Way to go, Cam. Way to go. Yeah, no, thanks, no, no, no. Not that. at all. And connecting on a decent amount, 21 of 30 for 242 yards and three touchdowns, bringing some on the ground, 11 on the ground for 79 yards. Uh, just overall, good performance. Wrong time for it. Right. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it was one of those mad TV stewie things. Like, look what I can do. <laughs> right before the end of the year. I was okay game. with him doing it now and not yeah, you know, weeks back. Honestly, <laughs> right. yeah. it probably made him like a million dollars. Oh, yeah. Probably. It, probably. Yeah. Probably exactly that. <laughs> well, this is the first time that Pats haven't made the playoffs in, what were they saying, like 14 years I, I think or it was about like 100, 100 years or so. Yeah, something yeah, like at that. At this point. Yeah. We, we had the notes on <laughs> oh, your uh, We had a perfect drop-in for that, too. Hmm. All right. Next up on our QB studs list of the week, we have Captain Kirk Cousins. He poked me in the eye. Captain Insano shows no mercy. And that lovely win against Detroit. I mean, that's we should just really say that game against Detroit. It's otherwise being redundant to say that win against Detroit. I, I know, right? Uh, Especially towards the tail end of the season. They just yeah. kind of fell off. Well, yeah. he completed 28 of 40 for 405 yards and three touchdowns. Aaron, that's, that game. Up. That's probably a bonus in some leagues, right? 400 yards? Some leagues, it depends. You know, you can you can reformat your league to pretty much do anything. In most leagues, you can adjust the points, and a lot of leagues do do bonuses. And every yeah. every hundred yards is sometimes one. Right. And, you know, you get all sorts of goofy stuff. Four hundred yeah. yards is a lot of yards, though. That yeah. is yeah. a quarterback. For, it's a ton. Yeah, it's a huge. Sure. I mean, we were talking about guys at you know the three twenty, three thirty having good yardage. Yeah, and for pocket passers, it's, it's it's stats like that that if you give them the bonuses, that's what kind of helps them keep up with some of those rushing quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, so. It kind of balances things out a little bit if you want to go that way. Yep. And finally, rounding out our quarterback studs of the week, we have Justin Herbert putting up 33 points, completing 22 of 31 for 302 yards and three touchdowns. Decided to take one on the ground, touchdown on the ground for himself. So Mm -hmm. add an extra one there. So glad he's back. (laughs) (laughs) I like him. (laughs) All right. And that'll do it for our quarterback studs of the week. Let's look at some running backs. Mike, you got the running backs. I do. So the first one, Jonathan Taylor, RB1 of the Colts. Great game. I know it was against Jacksonville. He got 37.9 points. He was 30 on the ground for 253 yards. Guys, what do you think about that as an average run? It's high. I don't know math. I'm only a banker, but it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he got. 
I, I read that and I was like, did you type that right? Like, I, are you I, sure I, that's, yeah. wow. Now, and he had yeah. two touchdowns too, man. So that's just a ton of points that you got out of Jonathan Taylor. Good plug and play if you're playing in week 17. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, King Henry. Hail to the king, baby. Good to go. I'm sorry, I can't really hear today. Uh, but he was running back, too. 34 points only with a big win against Houston. I thought Houston might come up a little bit bigger against, um, you know, Henry and that, you know, especially with Watts' comments the week before. They sure. did not. So he, <laughs> so he came in with 34 rushes, 250 yards, and only two touchdowns. And then we have, rounding it out, we have a, a two-way tie, right? So Madison and uh, Dobbins. Uh, Madison, obviously, Minnesota, Dobbins of Washington. They come out RB3s Baltimore. with 28. Uh, shit. <laughs> so well, those white claws. Yeah. Just those white claws, buddy. <laughs> internet was wrong today. And uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, See, running, the internet, it's never wrong. It's always true. Hey, Epstein didn't do it. Running back, <laughs> running back three with 28 points. Yeah, and that, that, that tie for 28 points, that's half point PPR. Uh, it's a good mix of the points to, to rank the players, and it's what we use in our league, so... Uh, if you're hearing the show for analysts, yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, also I didn't play week 17, so I wasn't watching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nobody yeah. blames you, buddy. It's yeah. okay. I feel I feel like a lot of people would have been taking a, uh, a little breather after their seasons. <laughs> All right, well, that'll do it for our running backs. Let's talk some wide receivers, and we toss over to Peanuts. Hey, so first up, we've got Brandon Cooks for a 30, 31. Whoa. See, I haven't been doing this. This is what happens. <laughs> 34.1. What, being on the show or drinking? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I am a mom, man. I, I don't know how these moms manage the wine with the baby. Like, I, just, I haven't figured it out yet. I, I feel like it's supposed to be after, and I just I never have time. Yeah. She goes to bed, and all I want to do is go to bed, too. I think it's how you manage the baby with the wine. You know? You just word it differently. And it yeah. sounds funnier. It sounds so much better. <laughs> hey, let's talk some football. <laughs> all right, so we got Brandon Cooks, 34.1, uh, went 11 for 16 for 166 yards and two touchdowns. Next, we got Marvin Jones, 34 points. He went 8 for 11 targets for 180 and two touchdowns. And then Antonio Brown, look at him making a comeback. 11 for 14 for 138 yards and two touchdowns. I was really happy to see Antonio Brown. I feel this is like the geriatric week here. Yeah. You got yeah. Marvin Jones, Antonio yeah. Brown, and you know Brandon yeah. Brandon Cooks is no spring chicken either. You no, know, so. no, that is that is an interesting wide like receiver group. Resurgence, it is know? a really weird wide receiver group. I just want to see if Antonio Brown keeps this up. Like I want to see how long he stays. I want to see what he does next year. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, if there yeah. is a next year, let's see. Well, I want to see if they keep Godwin though. That's going to be that's going to be clutch because Godwin I think is his contract might be expiring with Evans and Brown there now. Yeah. You necessarily want to bring back all three. Well, Brown he's probably doesn't come back, which is the thing, right? So Brown is always Maybe, on his one year. He's going to want to say what TB twelve, man. I, I would, yeah. I would. Well, it's well, worked. He's living with him. It, it well, it <laughs> like no, it'd make it a little awkward if it, they're it on has, opposite teams. It has worked, yeah. um, but he could be in a lot of different places. Like, like where would he be good? He'd be great on the Giants. Yeah, I mean. Uh, off-season speculation. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be an episode. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Keep that note down. He might not All be right. the same without We're that plant-based diet. I know. Somebody put it in the yeah. comments, please, because we'll forget. <laughs> I want to point out, this is, a, this is a pretty good week for our wide receivers. We also have some high numbers. For yeah, no, I mean, it, it was definitely, I mean, well, you look at a lot of the teams that were, a lot, yeah. of, the, a lot of the teams were either out or they were in and benching all their starters. I mean, not week 17, Packers. all sorts of ridiculousness doesn't yeah. So just try not to take anything to the bank with what you see from here. But you know. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, that'll do it for the wide receivers. Let's round this out, our stud category, with some tight ends. And who do we got? Let's go to Anthony this time. Yeah, the walrus coming in at number one. I am the walrus. Look at you, Mr. 
nine receptions on 10 targets for 117 yards and one TD. Did lose a fumble, but good enough for tight end one on the week. Chris Herndon coming in next with seven catches on nine targets for 63 yards and one. Good to see him finally have a game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Farrell Brown finishing us out because, <laughs> of course, right? Farrell Brown should be in this list, catching all five of his targets for 48 <laughs> yards in that singular touchdown. Huge week for tight ends this week. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. It, well, if you could have seen any of the pre-show comments we had about Farrell Brown <laughs> and, like, who is he and, like, how is he here? Which team does he play for? <laughs> right. Yeah. Is that the Titans or the Texans? I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Like, that's not that's not real, right? Yeah. All right. Well, there we go. That'll do it for our Week 17 Studs, let's talk some duds. It's sucking my will to live all the humanity. And I heard that one. Leading off the quarterbacks, we have <laughs> Mitchell Trubisky. Finishing at QB twenty nine. Although, I mean, eleven point three isn't terrible. No, I mean, but you you look at this is why I wrote the individual ranks. Uh, versus the entire quarterback position, because yeah. sometimes that's, that's that's really the best way to compare the quarterbacks, or really any position is by comparing them to their own individual position group. Yeah, yeah. Truthfully, eleven point three kind of sucks. I am not very happy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's with, with Mitch's game last week. It's know. not as bad. No as TDs kind of hurt. Hey, yeah. Patrick yeah. Mahomes had something like that one time, right? But I mean, you, you look at his stats, and you know, thirty-three of forty-two. Yeah, I mean, that's not terrible. Two fifty-two. Well, what, that's what, not terrible. When I see forty-two attempts. I wonder where are the rushing attempts. I, I, I wonder yeah. if Nagy took the play calling back. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. It's a lot of checkdowns, guys. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, <laughs> number two on our list of dud quarterbacks this week, we have Old Man Philip Rivers. Hey, Old Man River, zip it or I'll break your hip. I'd like to see you try it. Comes in at the QB 28 spot with 11.4 points. Now, these are kind of the numbers I expect to see on a dud QB. Completing 17 of 27 for 164 yards. There was a touchdown in there, so there's that. But still, that's, that's points like, came from. Yeah, that's when you're looking at, at at a dud quarterback. Those are the those, that's the stat line that makes sense here. You know how you celebrate those stats? You get like one of those like champagne poppers that like only have streamers, <laughs> and you're like, way to go, yeah, Phil. That's for New Year's. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> way to go, dude. Uh, and finally, rounding out our dud quarterbacks of the week, we have Andy Dalton finishing at QB 25, completing 29 of 47 for 243 yards. There was an interception in there. Tried to take a few on the ground himself for 48 yards. Uh, 27.6 points last week. And we're seeing 13.5 this week. I, I think, and, and Anthony, you can tell me if we're wrong, we thought Andy Dalton might have a big game. We thought it was going to be a high-scoring game. Yeah, we yeah. did. And uh, not, not a horrible... Huh. I mean, the first if you watch the game, the first half, they were on the they're on the yeah. way. It was what like thirty nine points combined score at halftime, and then the second half just not a lot happened. Right. And so, yeah, I mean it's just one of those things where they just execution and the, the defense has kind of started to step up. I mean Dalton, this was a I found this odd that thirty three years old. I didn't realize he was that old already. Yeah. Well, Whoa, wow. Whoa. Yeah, thirty three is not old. <laughs> you better watch it. <laughs> Neither when you're an NFL quarterback. Right. Yes, it is. Well, unless you're Philip Rivers, who wants to play for another like four or five years. Or Tom yeah. Brady. Brady. Yeah. We'll see about that. All right, well, that'll do it for the dud quarterbacks. Let's move on to some dud running backs of the week. We go back over to Mike for this one. Yeah, so the first running back that is a dud is Jay Cutler. No, I'm kidding. Um, it, I mean, is Bern- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is Gio Bernard. We, I think we did mention that we didn't really like Gio going into this week. Uh, he ends up rounding out at running back 76. Uh, three for seven, that's not great. He came off two hot weeks, right? We thought he was going to maybe keep it going. 
you had some trepidation. Yeah, I against think, Baltimore. Against, yeah. yeah, no, we we called that a bust. I think. I, uh, well, yeah, I, my memory is shot. Uh, number two is Kenyon Drake, and I don't even know if he's really a starting running back at this point. He just had a bad game. Yeah, I mean, Kylie points. gets hurt early in this one too, yeah. which hurt. Six which point. is the reason why Kyler is not on this list, by the way, is because of the injury. We right. typically don't put players yeah. that got injured on this list. He didn't have, you know, 10, 10 rushes, 36 yards, uh, right? Yeah, 10, I don't know what the 3 for 3 for 15 is. I'm just reading this stuff. That would be his receiving uh, work. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I just read what's in front of me. Um, no. right. <laughs> and then and, Antonio Gibson, you know, running back 37. We kind of expected a little bit more out of him, I think. That turf toe, man. It's that, that turf toe. We said it was going to be tough to play through. 19 for 75. One, one attempt, one reception, six yards. Yeah, pretty average, pretty average week, but uh, that's what it is for a Duds running back. Yeah, it, it happens. So sad, Dud running backs. Let's look at our wide receiver running backs. Going over to Pina. All right, so we've got, ooh, that's shocking, DK Metcalf. Hmm. Wide receiver 77. Oof. 3.6 only, 3 for 9 targets for 21 yards only. You would have thought he, he's always been doing good. Like, it's either, like, Metcalf does good, you know, no. <laughs> Lockett does good. There's a reason. You Lockett know, doesn't do good. No, DK Not Lockett hasn't done good in a minute. I know. He's yeah, on my team. Sad. But I still won the championship with him. <laughs> That's true. You did. That's only because Evan's got 35 points. Right. All right. Uh, next, we got Ooh. Allen Robinson, wide receiver 71, 4.7. He went two for five targets for 37 yards. Not on A-Rob at all. That was on <laughs> Nagy. That, I think Robinson should have been. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, on a lot of stuff. But, but, but he's always usually good. Like, he's... I don't remember the stat when they were showing it, but there's like a meme on Facebook that came out and they're like, pay him the money. And it shows like how good of a receiver he really is. And it's just, he it's caught like, two balls in this game, and one of them was fantastic. Yeah. Did you see that catch? It was I, I, incredible. I did. He, I, I, he caught it with like his elbow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm so upset about this Bears game that happened last week, and I know it's not a hometown. But well, it, it, I, I know, I know, but I, I, I know. Give us like four names, and we'll get there, I, buddy. I know, I know, but I'm going to go off a little bit on that. Hey, let's do it. You know, how do you not get this your – This week on Hometown Court. <laughs> how, how do you not get your star players involved? And then we talk about it all the time. So we're going to go to Mooney. We're going to go to Komet, who hasn't actually caught passes all year. We're not going to go to A-Rob in a game we have to win. What kind of out-coaching are you doing in your own head to have that happen? That's where I'm upset. I'm going to adjust that in the hometown corner. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's let's keep moving with Little these wide receivers. We got right. we got one more. And last word, we have DeAndre. So this says Hop done winning, but I call him Flopkins because he flopped again, and I didn't curse him this time. It had nothing to do with me. The other time it did, maybe. Yeah. Uh, wide receiver 63, and he only had 5.5. No game-winning catch for him this time. Nope, not at all. All right, let's round wah, out wah, our wah. duds of the week with our tight ends. Yeah, coming up at, at number one dud is the Janu Smith. Only one catch on two targets for eight whole yards. Tight end 52 in the week in that win against Houston. Uh, next up, we have Evan Ingram coming in at tight end 35 versus in that win against Dallas. Only two catches on four targets for 17 yards. And then Mark Andrews. Andrews routing us out at tight end 23. And that win against Cincy, everybody getting some love in that game but Mark Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> catching four targets, uh, or rather catching four receptions on seven targets, but didn't get much done with it, 27 yards. I don't, I don't think they needed him much in that game. No, yeah. they really I, – I had him pegged for a big game. I thought that the win against Cincy was going to go through Mark Andrews. Uh, I was not correct. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for your Week 17 studs and duds. Normally, we jump right into a little truster bus and then some start stash trash, but what do you care? Fantasy's over. 
So what we're going to do is we're just going to jump right down to a little hometown corner. That's right. We're going to talk about our hometown Chicago Bears because we wouldn't be the Shy Guys without it. And, I mean, there's what more can we say? End of the season, we talked a lot last week. We did that much, but... But there are a few points. You started to make some points earlier. You had some some points to address to what he was saying earlier. Yeah. So What's basically, uh, I saw a lot a lot of people yelling about the the, utili- the utilization of Allen Robinson specifically, right? And then obviously the, they did kind of abandon the run game. I think those are two separate issues, right? So let's let's break them down individually. When you look at Allen Robinson. You really have no further to look than Darnell Mooney. Look at games in when Allen Robinson has double-digit re- uh, targets and receptions, and you look at the other wide receivers. Well, what do their numbers look like? Kind of what Allen Robinson's look like in this game, right? So when you when you talk about the passing work, I mean, Mitch had 42 passes in this game. That was more than anybody wanted to see anyway, right? Mooney's production, the, the fact of the matter is Mitch's passing work basically just went to Mooney. It had to go to somebody. And I'm okay with it not going to Robinson as long as somebody gets it done. And Mooney really was getting it done. I do understand your point about Cole Komet. We did agree about that earlier, so I'm going to skip that for now. I'm going to go right into the running game. And when it comes to the running game, yeah, I, I feel like it, a lot. I actually read an article where somebody was accusing Nagy of taking over play calling during that game from Bill Lazor mm-hmm. just because of how reminiscent it looked of every time the Bears get into a situation where it's it's do or die, it's you know all the dice are on the line. Coach Nagy strikes me as a guy who's very uh, micromanaging, mm-hmm. and he, he, he likes to just fully focus on every single little detail and really, really finely control all the fine uh, fine details. In this game, it really did look like he went back to his old habits of, you know, it's do or die time. We got to get it done. This is this is the route it's going to go because they they tried to do the running game in the first and at first. It didn't work out. And then what did they do? They, they went back to using the passing game to open up the run, which is a naggy thing that has never worked, didn't work last year, didn't work this year at any point. And if, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's what I called out was going to happen because of the uh, what Green Bay was going to do defensively, I right? Think so, yeah. I, I, I mm-hmm. think I think you did. And, and you're right in what you're saying about Nagy. Nagy reminds me of a person who cleans like the counter like really, really well. <laughs> and then like you put one thing on, and then he cleans it again. You know, like over yeah, and over like and over. Like, move on to the next thing, man. You yeah. got yeah. more. The, the, the whole house you know, needs to get cleaned right, up. Right, right. How about, like how about you know, hey, there's share. a little crumb here. It's no big deal. Mooney had a great game. Mooney is going to be a, a fixture for the Bears. That was mm-hmm. really Pace's. Pace has a few that he's hit on. Mooney is definitely one. A-Rob not being involved in that game the way he should have been, disrespectful to Allen Robinson. Truthfully, is maybe, but it's one game. It Things is happening. It's but one game. Mitch was just, it, it, he was getting scripted enough. It's, it's one game, Mitch but wasn't it, looking his way. One game, but it's their play-in game, mm-hmm. right? So what I thought had to happen in that game was run the ball. We're talking forty what six attempts, and we have Montgomery who is just lighting it up. Light and actually, up. he had a pretty good game, guys. He had a really good game. Yeah. If you watched it, he was running hard. They abandoned the run way too early. Yep. You know what really screwed the Bears in that game? The defense. Yeah, no. and and I'm yeah. going to blame that solely on the schemes the game, of yeah. Chuck Pagano. <laughs> I called that at halftime. He is a guy that wants <laughs> yeah. to show you he's going to blitz and never blitz. Yeah, yeah. It, it just sucks. Ro- Rokon going out, that big hurt, big yeah. problem. I mean, Josh Woods, Josh Woods, okay. He he, he gave up a few plays, but it didn't break the game. Right. It, it really did. You you've seen key players go out before, and it breaks the game. Like if Aaron Rodgers would have gone out, right. right? Completely different. Roquan's effect it wasn't as impactful as it could have been. 
I actually think it was a little bit. The middle field was wide open then when Rokan was out and they were throwing the ball there. Sure, but I mean, you got other problems too. Danny Trevathan covering MVS. I mean, or Devontae Adams. Both those yeah, players. Yeah, that, I that mean, wasn't even. What was that about? But I mean, really, the problem on the Bears, uh, offense kind of played okay. Uh, defense didn't show up the way they need to be to be a championship defense, and they are paying all their money on the defense. That's exactly not what I said right? about the game yeah. myself, yeah. So it, it is disappointing. So the Bears limp into the playoffs, and all I can say is meh. Yeah, good, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck against New Orleans. I, yeah. I love the Bears. Oh. I love the Saints. So next week, I'm just going to sit very quietly going, I don't know, hey, hey, hey uh, Peanut, where's the, the beads? I, I don't know yeah, if it's I, appropriate to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we actually have some New Orleans Saints and Chicago Bears beads from New Orleans. Yeah, we, we went do. down there yeah, for our vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Funny thing we is, we like to Anthony's vacation the one in New Orleans, them. actually. <laughs> yeah, well, oh. well isn't, wasn't Robinson the one? Don't tell that story on <laughs> I'm trying to keep this somewhat. This is a fucking family show, okay? <laughs> wasn't Robinson the one that was having issues in the beginning of the year with his contract? And he wasn't he the one that wanted to leave? No, actually, A. Rob wanted to be extended, so Allen Robinson wanted a longer contract, and he actually yeah. really wants to be on the Bears. Gase is playing a game with them. They're going to end up extending it if they find the money. There's some weird stuff going on with the Bears in this home. We've talked about this a little yeah, bit. Yeah. We, we've also talked yeah. about the potential that uh, they were grooming Darnell Mooney to take over for Allen Robinson. That's what I was going to say. Like, they say couldn't pay him. Why do the Bears not think they need like a one or a two receiver? It's weird, right? So they always want like the one B. Yeah, you know, right. <laughs> you know, I mean, Anthony Miller, it, it would have been nice if Anthony Miller was able to do anything. But honestly, I don't think that he's progressed as well as he was supposed to. And I think that what you got to do is you got to keep A-Rab, you got to keep Mooney, and you got to let go of Miller. I think the, that's the, a, the that's only thing you could hope with Anthony Miller is that he does something like Kyle Fuller did. And when he has to earn it, he earns it. Just la- the, the one yeah. last shot. Yeah, right. he's got one last shot coming up next you know, year. So and he we'll does see. have to do something like that. Because he has had a, a really talent. good sophomore year, or was it was it rookie year? The year I remember once though. You know, it sucks, man. The year I remember Fuller is where he got those two offensive pass interference calls. I think against the Packers. And that was a while ago, but yeah. it really, it did. I mean, I, it just burned me. I, no, I, it wouldn't have been offensive. It would have been defensive. But he, yeah, it would. he just kept like doing it. And it's like, dude, chill out. Yeah, no, Fuller's a very aggressive cornerback, but I like him. I, I, I love how aggressive he is, and he's, he's a ball hawk, too. And so right. I, I think he's a guy that we got to try to figure out how to keep. I don't know how we're going to figure out how to keep both him and Akeem Hicks. That's going to be tough. But those are two guys that our defensive identity completely hey, changes. Can I ask you, is Akeem Hicks ever going to be Akeem Hicks again? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he's he's Khalil aging, and it's not. Again? But to to be honest with you, the Akeem Hicks that we're getting though is still good. No, he is. He, he's it, busting as a up lines on this defense, and he is busting up lines on yeah. the field too. So hey, you know what? Yeah, whatever. I don't need him sacking the quarterback every other play. I need him just dominating the offensive line. That's I, it. I want I want Eddie Goldman and Ted Washington. <laughs> let's get him. Let's get him, let's get him back, man. Let's get him back. I feel like that question should have been about Khalil Mack. Not no, well, it, well like, it's sort of interesting. So I think Khalil had a pretty good year. Uh, I think what killed him was Quinn, and I, I've talked about it here. Quinn not doing anything on the other side, on you know the other side. Same it, argument as Leonard Floyd, but I mean, how how much longer are you going to make those excuses for Khalil Mack? Because look at Aaron Donald. Khalil Mack's Aaron, a Pro Bowler this year, guys. You can't say he's not, and he deserved it. I, I don't think he deserved it. No, when you put 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 the contracts of Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack right next to each other, and then put their play and production on the field right next to each other, nowhere near alike. Nowhere. Aaron Donald's getting it done week in, week out. Khalil Mack, once every four weeks, once every quarter of the season, that's not going to get it done for $160 million. Let, let's left uh, arm, arm wrestle soon. 
Uh, let's do it. I'd, <laughs> I'd like to see those two arm wrestle. Wait, I'm with the Khalil Mack, so it's us two versus him. Yeah, okay. We got go. this. No, I, I'm, I'm Khalil Mack on this. <laughs> no, we're saying that he doesn't deserve it. You oh, do. Well, so. uh, you guys are married. It's cool. Whatever. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to remember this. We'll have to watch the offseason. We'll have to see how next year goes, and we'll settle it then. What do you think? We'll, like, have to, with, we'll come with, up with, with some a, terms. We'll make a little bet going here. Get a water bet going? With, uh, I'm thinking. Like, like with, like, uh, I'm ready to flip the coin. <laughs> We're but gonna see. We're gonna see. Here's what, what I'm gonna tell you: the White Sox will have 15 more wins than the Cubs this year. Book it right now. Do it. <laughs> Get off my show. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> listen, got this the is married the, Cubs couple too. This here. is technically the Shy Guys football podcast. We are the Shy Guys, so there is. I mean, we can have some. We can have some baseball talk eventually. No, let's just get into the awards. How about that? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Well, that'll do it for this week's hometown corner from Week 17. This is normally the part in the show when we start to give you a little wrap up and end the show, but we're not done. We've got a very special award show coming up for you. That's right. We've got the first annual inaugural 2020 Eternal Glories, our award show. We will come back with that show and a lot more guests in the studio to start reading out these awards and giving those out and giving out some clapping and cheering. We've got a lot of fun sound bites for that. Clapping and cheering. As the levels get spiked by people cheering (laughs) into their mics, we will see you on the opposite side of the title break. And here we go And welcome back after that little break. Welcome back, everyone, to the Shy Guys Football Podcast, our 2021st annual inaugural awards show, The Eternal Glories. We're going to be talking about some of those players that helped you out this year, some of those players that hurt you this year, giving out some fun awards. I was told this was a formal event, but apparently we're going very informal with this one. Okay. I got the fancy earrings in. Yeah. I'm also wearing a sports coat. This is dressed up. I'm wearing I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I got my hair. Like, I have a fedora right. for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, so re- returning with us after this break, we've, of course, got uh, myself, Donnie Mack. We've got Anthony. We've got Peanut. We've got Mike. You met them before the break. We've also got some additional guests in here. A little bit cramped in the studio. We've got Chris joining us back again this year. Welcome back, Chris. We've got Emmett joining us for the first time. Welcome, Emmett. Welcome, welcome. And we've got this one back here who's I'm just, doesn't get a mic. Nope. <laughs> nope. But I do get 10 points to Gryffindor. So. I like your style. <laughs> so keep an eye out there for some words of wisdom. Gryffindor wins. Gryffindor wins. <laughs> All right, well, we've got a lot of categories, a lot of awards for you. 13 awards, I believe, is what we're giving out tonight. That number. Yeah, it's a good one. Right? For, you know, for, seems, for good luck next right year. For 2020, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the year I was born, 13. <laughs> 13 awards because of the good luck that 2020 has been. I mean, with a hat like that. Yeah, I was going to say. 1913. You, <laughs> you expect me driving yeah. around on those little, like, uh, I know that guy. lawnmowers. The, the Shriners cars? Yeah. yeah. All right, hey, let's uh, get started with some awards. Please donate to your local Shriners. <laughs> yeah, donate to your local Shriners hospital. All right, let's get started with some awards. We're going to start off with our first award we call the Get Well Soon Award. That's for the player that we are really looking forward to coming back off of an injury and we've got some nominees over there. Peanut, I believe you have those for us. Who do we have? Or off of COVID-19 reserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that. Right. All right. So. Oh, thank you. So up first, we have, of course, Dak Prescott. We have Joe Burrow, Saquon Barkley, and Raheem Mostert. Oh, there's some good names on there. And Ooh, I, I think I know who I would pick out of that list. I, 
I mean, seeing Dak come back, I think, is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Saquon, though. Sa- uh, yeah. I mean, I had Saquon, and I drafted him <clears throat> quite early, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> yeah, it was. Gallman helped me out though. Okay, yeah, he did. Gallman. Was but I, I, I did. I didn't vote for him. I voted for someone else. Okay. When I saw their injury, it made me go. <laughs> All right. Well, who do we got? <laughs> Let's get a little drum roll. All right, and the winner is. <gasps> Dak Prescott. Dak, Dak, Dak. Your award is in the mail. Way to go, Dak, for winning our Get Well Soon Award on the Shy Guys Football Podcast. Our next award is called the Hey, Remember When? And that's an award going to that player that, you know, started their season off great and then trailed off. And at the end of the season, you're sitting there thinking, Hey, remember when this guy was good? We're going to visit some of those. Yeah, we're going to visit some of those. And I believe we're going over. Our presenter, Mike, is going to have those nominees for us. Mike, who do we have in the Hey, Remember uh, When? I, well, the irony in Hey, Remember When is I don't remember anything ever. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> no. Uh, but we have four candidates, as we've already talked to, for, I guess, people up for nomination here. Into the uh, mic, buddy. Gardner Minshew. Let's see, you guys moved the mic. <laughs> uh, Gar- I did move it. You're right. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Remember when you guys wanted him on the Bears? Whatever. Quarterback for Jacksonville. Ezekiel Elliott. We've talked about a little bit already. James Conner. I, and I've been. I made that noise now twice. You're not but. supposed to get excited about these guys, man. I know. And and Tyler Lockett. We all expected a lot more out of him. Let's uh, see you, who the winner. Do you is. remember when Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf looked like they? <laughs> Do you remember when I believed in Santa Claus? Yeah. <laughs> all right, who do we got? All, this guy is not all the points. Do you remember when you believed in magic? Hey, remember when? Ezekiel Elliott. No drum roll. No, it's actually happening. It was actually playing like a top five running back. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's got a little button for the drum roll. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've got the drum rolls taken care of. Don't you worry. All right, well, I guess congratulations. Go Cowboys. Do we what say the? congratulations for that award? Or do we say ha-ha, yeah, here exactly. it is? Yeah, uh, I'm not sure which way <laughs> that one goes, actually. Cowboys got something going on here. That's okay. two awards for them. <laughs> that, is, that, is two, that is two awards. They also won the award for the most gingery quarterback. Gingery. <laughs> Ooh, solid for the season. All right, moving on to our next award category before we get way off track here. It's going to happen. I, I should just accept it. <laughs> yeah. And this kind of show, yeah. Yeah, we have, we have our waiver wire hero, and that's for those players. Players who really stepped up, especially mid-late season when you were going, looking around your waiver wires for someone to pick up, and boy, were you happy that you managed to snag some of these guys off of that waiver wire. We're going to go over to Anthony, who is going to present that category for us. Who do we have in our waiver wire hero awards? All right. Before I do that, I'm just going to remind you guys, when you're talking, make sure that you're talking into the mics, because <laughs> if, if you're not directly talking to these mics, they won't pick you up. Hey, Anthony, are, are you talking to me? Right are you talking to me? No. Am I, are you talking to me? <laughs> All right. So the waiver wire hero award, the nominees are Mike Davis, running back, Carolina, James Robinson, running back, Jacksonville. Justin Herbert, quarterback, Los Angeles Chargers, and Cole Beasley, wide receiver, Buffalo. Who is the waiver wire hero that we voted in? Mike Davis. Mike Davis, you think for? so? I'm going Mike Davis. Mike Davis. I mean, James Robinson, though, finishes, what, a top five back, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It, was, James, it was pretty good. At least a top, maybe top three back. Herbert James Robinson. I mean, come on. Herbert was definitely on the wire. I picked him up like week seven. It's because you suck at fantasy football. Well, that would be off the wire. No, it was (laughs) at one point he was on a wire. uh, We're getting lost in the weeds here, guys. (laughs) Yeah, all right. Let's get a little drum roll. That's the whole point of it. All right, the winner. 
of the Waiver Wire Hero Award is James Robinson, running back, Superhero Jacksonville landing. Jaguars. You're going to do a superhero landing. Yeah, James. We'll send you a letter. Your award's in the mail. A great running back on a really crappy team. Yeah. Superhero we'll see if he stays Superhero the lead running back there a lot much really longer, huh? He'll be around next year. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the draft, what they do in the draft. All right. Congratulations there. Our next award. This is a fun one. I followed you into the depths of hell. All right. So this one takes a little explanation. What we've got here, and we're getting set up for Chris to give us those in a second. So the I followed you into the, into the depths of hell award. Player you trusted for all the important playoff push. You You followed them through the end of the season. It was great. And then they just tanked off the end. And we've got some names for that category. Chris, why don't you give us the names we got? All right, let's step to it. We have Baker Mayfield, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. Our second nominee, Mike Davis, running back, Carolina Panthers. Third, Tyreek Hill. Receiver, KC. I forgot their name. That's why I said KC. <laughs> <laughs> and our last nominee, Robert Tonyan. 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 Everyone pronounces no, it. I prefer Tonyan. We like to say it. It's kind of like Funyan. We're from Chicago. No, it, it's uh, like Funyan. Who cares? Yeah, okay. He's from Green Bay. Yeah, he didn't win, right? No, I mean, about him. Before yeah. you do that, though, doesn't Baker Mayfield actually look like a person that probably did sell his soul to the devil? <laughs> <laughs> Is it because of the hair? He has the <laughs> because of the hair. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, wait, what's so great about his hair? Red hair. It's you know, hair, he, he uses shampoo. Is there shampoo? Head and shoulders? Yeah. He's living a dream. I'm pretty sure we're not picking up any of that. All right, let's get a little drum roll here. And our winner... For the, I followed you to into he- the depths of hell. War goes to Terry Kill. Give it up for the man. Uh, I love that sound drop too. <laughs> Any excuse to throw a Leroy Jenkins reference into the show? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to our next award, we have the end of season savior. This is that player that. You, you picked up or you had on your roster, and at the end of the season when you needed them best, they did everything you wanted them to. We're going over to Emmett for these nominees. Who do we have? Well, looking at this nominee list here, I actually wish I went with this end-of-season savior because it would have saved me and I would have beaten Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Mike? I don't know, some guy with a fez. So uh, the end-of-season savior nominees are Lamar Jackson. David Montgomery, Jonathan Taylor, and Stephon Diggs. All formidable. All formidable uh, nominees. Yeah, I don't know who. <sighs> I, I mean, I would take any of them. Cheese and rice. But, I mean, yeah, I right. They all went on big runs at the I end mean, of the season, yeah. Right. Personally, I, my end of season savior was Stephon Diggs. He put up 37 against his. Uh, that was your season was, savior, buddy. Hold on. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it's been documented in the one and a half point victory, and that was over this guy, by the way. So when we talk about last <laughs> yeah, week, so he's who I beat with the one and a half, lost and Diggs getting full. So all right, let's get a little ahead. drum roll. Uh, all right, who do we got? Wow, go Bears, David Montgomery. Oh, okay. And you know what? A stellar Thanks. effort indeed. And I like to play. At the end of the year. Is this yeah. a Chicago show or what? You know, not, <laughs> you know, not like it was Matt Nagy's choice there. It was just a sure bet. Like tight ends go Cole Komet, Travis Kelsey. 
right? I'll go ahead and guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that happens. <laughs> All right. I'm rooting for Kamet. <laughs> Moving on to our next award, we have the Drunken Amazon Order. This is the, the guy you grabbed just a little bit early, expecting solid production, and now you just have no idea what you were thinking. And we are going over to Peanut for this one. Yeah. So up first... For our nominee, we have Marquise Hollywood Brown, wide receiver, Baltimore. We have Baker Mayfield, king of the commercials, quarterback from Cleveland. We have Mark Ingram, running back from Baltimore. It's my drunken Amazon order. <laughs> and then Juju Smith Schuster, wide receiver from Pittsburgh. Sorry, right, Baker was mine. So yeah, my drunken Amazon yeah. orders are usually like silicone ice cube trays. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's cue the drum roll. Let's see what we got. The commercial god himself, Baker Mayfield. That's why they make him clean the stadium, right? But That's what the commercials say. He appears to be say. the best husband ever in those commercials. Did you ever notice that? Like, number one husband. I'm like, yeah. honey. He also wears mm. tight sweatpants. I also thought that, that about... I'm okay with that. Yeah. Also I'm, thought I'm okay that about Jay Cutler, too. Yeah, yeah. It's the angle. So. Yeah. All right. Our next category in our awards segment here. We have the sleeper pick of the year. This is a deep addition to your team, someone that you maybe picked up real late rounds in the draft or you picked up not even any competition off the waiver wire, just looking at some guy and thinking, okay, all right, let's see. But that really paid off and helped you make your season. Presenting that award tonight, we have Mike. Sleeper picks. Uh, Miles Gaskin, great year running back Miami. Antonio Gibson, running back Washington really good year he had Corey Davis I loved Corey Davis wide receiver in Tennessee this year um, he had a huge week for me I want to say it was it was 14 or 15 somebody could help me with that it was huge and then Justin Jefferson wide receiver Minnesota always I hate to see Minnesota receivers they always have receivers that pop off that way yeah, you figure this one's got to be a lock right Christ I mean I like those other options but one guy just Jefferson just stepped up. Yeah. Let's find out. I'll he hit that drum roll. Oh, hey, it's Justin Jefferson. <laughs> wide receiver, Minnesota. Whatever. Wait, where's that? Whatever, Vikings. Where's that Super Bowl trophy that they have? I've never seen it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if they get Brett Favre back at their quarterback, they'll get okay, it. With Justin Jefferson, maybe. Yeah, I agree. And COVID. And, and COVID. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, all, the, all those different factors. And a stadium that doesn't collapse under snow. <laughs> All right, our next award category coming to you is our failure to launch category, and that's uh, the player who had incredible expectations, and I like the subcredible realizations. Love that description. That was very nice. And uh, we're actually going to be going over to Anthony for that one. Anthony, who do we have in the failure to launch? All right, so for our failure to launch award, we have the nominees are Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, from running back from Kansas City, DJ Chark, wide receiver from Jacksonville. Henry Ruggs, wide receiver from Las Vegas. Hayden Hurst, tight end from Atlanta. What do you guys think? Is this close? Is this one close? I feel like this one's kind of a blunder. I think I know who I I know who I'd vote for. What was the sub something you said? I mean, that was a really interesting. That is some interesting wordsmithing there. Yeah. yeah, I had fun with that. Yeah, I, had fun with the I, can't, I can't take credit for writing that. I did not write that. All right, yeah, let's give a little drum roll. Subcredible. Here we go. And the winner of the Failure to Launch 2020 
Eternal Glories Award. Not so glorious for this guy. Clyde Edwards Alaire, running back Whoa, from Kansas yeah. City. Oh, oh and, and I got a great soundbite for that one right here. Now this is a story all about how. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with with Edwards Alaire, I mean, you know, first round draft pick in most fantasy football drafts. I mean, you can't say that you were happy with him for the entirety of the season, right? No, yeah. No. yeah. I mean, number one overall pick in most dynasty formats. It's been a, you know. Not the year we were hoping for with Jonathan Taylor, J.K. Dobbins even coming in at the end of the year, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift. I mean, come on. I just love the idea of subcredible. I, I really, <laughs> I really do, and it reminds me of something I tell my kids. I try to, <laughs> I try to tell them do normal things better. You know, <laughs> the next conference call. I should tomorrow you know, with the Japanese, right? Hey, you know? <laughs> yeah, it'll make sense. I, I mean, but when you embrace that philosophy, you start doing normal things better. Yeah. So, subcredible is what you would do if you weren't doing normal things better. Exactly. Subcredibly next. <laughs> Subcredibly next. next. Our next category in our award show this year, we have the one hit. Wonder. That's a player that had just such a big flash-in-the-pan performance. Sent us all running to the waiver wires to pick him up and spend all of our fab. And, well, it didn't quite turn out because one-hit wonder isn't going to do it more than once, right? And we're going over to Chris. Chris, who do we have as the nominees? Uh, all right, our nominees for these one-hit wonders. I mean, these are some beautiful names right here, people. Let me tell you. <laughs> we have Rex Burkhead. Yep, that's. It. <laughs> I mean, we probably just stop that, that just... massive like twenty point week he had back in what was it like week five? Yeah. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, it's Burkhead! He's, he's the running back in New England! Everyone, go get him!" <laughs> he's been a one hit wonder for five years, I right? Know. <laughs> <laughs> over and over again. Who else second nominee is <laughs> Drew Locke. Our third play. nominee, Jordan Wilkins. and the final nominee is cedric wilson well i think we already discussed i think we already are kind of all in agreement who we would pick for this category right let's get the drum roll okay get out of there actually i voted for cedric wilson (laughs) i I thought i was voting for cedric menson (laughs) (laughs) All right, and the and the award for the one hit wonder is the Macarena. I mean, Drew Locke. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been on the show what like three three times now, right? These guys talk entirely too much about Denver football. I don't know where it comes from. I mean, what's to say? Vic Fangio's assessment was pretty much spot on. He said Drew right. will be it's the starter next year the if he improves a lot this offseason. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much that's where they're at. Yeah. Trying to you know? do normal like things better. better. You're exactly right. <laughs> All right, moving on to our next award category, we have the Hibernator Award. That's the player who forgot to set their alarm clock this season and spent the first few weeks taking uh, taking a little extra rest and relaxation. But then, then they remembered, I'm a pro football player. I should show up this weekend. I should earn this million-dollar paycheck. Yeah. Right. And, 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 and you guys don't know Emmett as personally as I know, but this actually fits him pretty well because the guy will disappear for like two it weeks. It does. <laughs> I am a ghost. But I would actually I'd prefer to rephrase this as the snowbird. Okay. And okay, I like uh, it. that would be more fitting to my lifestyle. Because you are about so 65. and lifestyle, to be fair. Uh, as I read this list, I, I think it makes complete sense that these guys were uh, there, here and there 
pretty in much three way yeah. tie. And nonetheless, yeah. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. You know? It is. It is what it is. Especially when it comes to the Detroit Lions <laughs> and uh, our first uh, nominee, Marvin Jones uh, Jr., who uh, was somebody <laughs> and isn't anymore. Uh, not saying that you know Stafford had anything to do with that because I actually love Stafford. I think he's just you know he's a hard dude. He's he's a good. He, he ball plays player. through a ton of injuries. He but plays the through fact a ton is, of injuries. Is... Yeah, but Marvin Jones just wasn't getting open, or he wasn't there, and he hibernated, and that makes him a great candidate. Marvin Jones is undersized receiver. You which think so? is Yeah, he is a little bit, and um, for the deep threat, yeah, I think he's like six foot one. I think. Yeah, he is a little bit, and yeah. then Stafford, I was disgusted, like threw up in my mouth this week when I heard. <laughs> That people like think that Stafford's a Hall of Fame quarterback. He does have yardage numbers. I've watched him play the very. I've watched no, him he's, he's a, a tough dude, but he's always playing hurt, and it, yeah, it, it he's a shows. Hall of Fame injury taker and, yeah. and, and coming back from <laughs> an injury sure. uh, and nothing less. Doesn't he just look like a guy you want to hit in the face, though? No, I think Stafford's a stand up. <laughs> Only guy. when he wears that like the, the snap the yeah. snap hat backwards and all yes, that. Yes, I do, yeah, I do want to hit him in the face. Then. I agree yeah, with this point go. more over now. Yeah, when he looks, but when he looks normal, it's a guy you want. Marvin Jones is no Megatron. He's like a Marvel comic, maybe DC comic. Well, that's what they got kind of got. Okay. For, right? So moving on, uh, Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I heard of him once. <laughs> uh, no, I did. And then DeAndre Swift as well, another Detroit. Wow, we're really picking on Detroit now. <laughs> yeah, um, well. yeah, I mean, Barry Sanders is around, so who else is next? No, there's no more Detroit running back after <laughs> Barry Sanders. Uh, and then, yeah, lo and behold, we have Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, I don't know if he was quite a hibernator. He had two or three good games. Well, he was actually pretty usable towards the middle yeah. in most of the yeah. fantasy football yeah. season. Yeah. So, the first few weeks were not sure nothing. if he fits the hibernator. He definitely no, was a no, snowbird. We would, I mean, it, oh, we, yeah. We, yeah, we would all agree with what you're saying. I think Gronk is obviously a specimen. He's great at tight end. The thing is that he came out of the booth to do it, which just make, makes him a hibernator. Right? Well, he wasn't in the True. booth. That was Witten. It was uh, Gronk was doing his commercials. Gronk didn't. No. Did Grant take a year off? I, th- I think he he did some like halftime shows occasionally yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, he was he and was a, in the mix on that stuff. But yeah, and the mass singer, and the mass singer. Yeah, that's right. He did do that, and he's got I wicked water bottles and all his brothers. <laughs> you know, I, I bet you we're all interested to see who the winner <laughs> oh, is. Yeah, 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 let me get that further ado. Just tear this thing right up in half. Holy shit. I mean, sorry. It'll be Rob Gronkowski, the true hibernator and snowbird. Oh, and we got a good one for this. Wake up, 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 all right, moving on to our next category, we have the dead to me category. That's the player that you've trusted, you you have put your faith in, and you know what? No more, just dead to me. Not gonna not gonna take it anymore. We're gonna go over to Mike. Is gonna be presenting those <laughs> once he remembers he's on a show. <laughs> Love those signs. <laughs> we had to give her something. We couldn't give her a mic. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. So. Anyway, basically these people are dead to me, and they should be dead to you. Uh, James Conner, running back, Pittsburgh. Mark Ingram, running back, Baltimore. Zach Ertz, tight end, Philly. What the fuck happened? Oh, Jesus. They're all dead to me. Sorry. This is definitely going to be one of those MA-rated shows. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But what happened to Zach? 
Zach Ertz? Uh, oh, yeah. There's like three other tight ends that are viable on that offense. I, I'm just glad we don't have to consider him a top ten, top five tight end going into next season. Or even ten. Yeah. Yeah, or top ten. <laughs> or top ten. <laughs> or top ten. Yeah, <laughs> he's not there. <laughs> for uh, sure. His days are behind. It's, it's nice to be done with no, that. his best just, days are yeah, behind. Yeah, he's no top doubt. five for sure. Goddard only, otherwise don't worry about it. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would do the same Easily. thing. And Goddard yeah. let me down. Thank you. Yeah, well, Thank you. Enjoy that. First let me down too, so. Yeah. And then T.Y. Hilton's on this list, and I can't believe this – Five fifty-year-old guys still playing football. <laughs> Had I played T.Y. Hilton, I would have won the fantasy championship. All right, let's get a He's little drum roll playing here. And who do we I, have? I, I didn't get a vote. Uh, it's T.Y. It's T.Y. Hilton. You did. You were just so no, overpoweringly overwhelmed. No. Glad to know the fantasy football community agrees with me. Yeah. Why does anybody even yeah. trust him anymore? No, I, I'm pretty I, he sure. He was dead to me a couple years ago. That was my waiver wire pickup. Right. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that I got to say that name because it was literally two letters. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Nice and easy, easy for you. He's a guy I could never play in the right week. In confidence either. It, either. Yeah, I'd put him I'd put him in thinking, all right, well, last week was okay. No, it was never. Oh. It, you could never play him in the right week. I don't oh. think anyone's ever done that right. All right, our second to last. We're getting down towards the end here. Our second to last award category. We have the money pick, and that's the player that, that you just you picked up with confidence. You had that player. You had everything that you just count on them. Week after week, someone you picked up you put all your faith in, and boy, did it play, pay off for you. Huh. And we are going to go over to Anthony, who's going to tell us about these nominees. The money yeah, shot. the money pick, the, the key value pick award, where basically you got this guy at a great value in your draft and rode him to high fantasy football success. Josh Allen, quarterback, Buffalo. Ronald Jones, running back, Tampa Bay. Stephon Diggs, wide receiver, Buffalo. TJ Hawkinson, tight end Detroit. Hockey Lees, Hockey Lees. I, I don't think he's going to win it, but Josh Allen, man, what a season that guy had. Incredible. The the, yeah. the step up from last year yes. to this year. Holy goodness. Uh, amazing. I can't wait to see what they're yeah. going to do in the playoffs. I'll have I to mean, go with Diggs, the digger, the gold digger. Yeah, I was the very Diggs was a great Diggs pick. Too. I mean, what was it, wide, top five wide receiver that you were getting in the fourth, fifth round? Right, and, yeah. he, and he came on late, and right when you needed him in fantasy land. Yeah, absolutely. All right, yeah, let's all see right, who we got here. <laughs> We're going to have plenty of these conversations yeah. all offseason. Make sure you guys are following us. Yeah. Josh Allen, quarterback Buffalo, wins the money pick of the 2020 award. He wins exactly he five, did. five dollars. He helped. What we're giving him. We're this money him pick was mine. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the best part. He helped you win, but I'm sorry, CB. He helped you lose. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Because yeah, I had him in redraft, but. Uh, uh, the one peanut beat for the title had him in our dynasty league. Sorry, CB. Yeah, <laughs> them. Sorry, buddy. When they benched him, that's what won me the championship. <laughs> yeah. yeah, by like four points. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. One and a half points. All right, we've we already. We've it is time for that all important award. The most oh. important thing of any football player's season is winning this following award. And then there was one: the Eternal Glory Award for the season MVP. And we don't give this out lightly. No. All right, this is an important one. So be very, very happy. We have our little. Do we have our little chess piece? <laughs> I don't even remember where that ended up. Uh, it's over there. Kamara's still on it. Yeah, that's yeah, right. From last we, week. We don't hand, we don't hand this out lightly, mostly because of our weight. <laughs> Collectively, we're a very Collectively heavy group. is a heavy group. All right, we're gonna. You know what? Let's go over to Peanuts, who's got some nominees for us. How about that? All right. So, I don't want to say this name. Say it. Oh, say, it. say it. Say it. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes. Quarterback KC. Elvin Kamara or Camario, 
running back New Orleans. Super Camario. Devontae Adams, wide receiver Green Bay. He sucks. And Travis Kelsey, tight end Casey. Love that guy. <laughs> I'm, Don't I'm you a, mean Cole Komet? There's a lot of great Cole names Komet. on there. and a, a, I mean, really, any one of them, if you had one, boy, did you have a good season. But let's find out. Who's that Pokemon? Alvin Kamara. Fifty something points. I, I'm holding this MVP uh, vote under protest. <laughs> wow, you Kamara like, got was this election in one game? Well, and he kind of sucked. Let's hear all current day politics. Who would yeah. you rather have in office? <laughs> um, I certainly don't want people storming DC. Well, I hear that. Right. I mean, he, you know, Kamara, he was. Oh, sorry, guys, pizza's here. I got When go. he was winning <laughs> games, he was winning games, though. You know, I mean, he, how many times did he put up 30 plus point weeks? That guy really just leave to get a pizza? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't, he wouldn't chew if pizza was here? <laughs> I uh, was no. kidding when I told him to pick up pizza earlier. <laughs> well, he didn't pick it up. He ordered it. It's true. He didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even delivery. know we had pizza on the way. <laughs> All right, so I think we need to end this podcast for pizza. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. All right, goodbye. No, no, no. no. We'll, we'll do a proper ending here for Emmett that already took off. We got Chris. We got Peanut. We got... Mike, we've got Courtney, we've got Anthony, for myself, Donnie Mack. We want to thank you all for watching Week 17 Recap, our 2020 Eternal Glories Awards show. I had a lot of fun today. I hope you guys had a lot of fun. I'm glad everyone was able to come and join us today. This was a circus. Mm -hmm. It was great. This is everything I thought it was going to be. Everything I was hoping it was going to be. I, I can't wait to do this. Okay the, yeah, know, it's going to be horrible. Oh, it's, I mean, <laughs> there's, it's all, yeah, there's going to be people, there's going to be people talking off the side. There's gonna, it's, uh, microphone levels are getting spiked left and right. I don't care. I had but fun. But you know what? I it's a fun episode. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a key. All right, well, so we want to thank you all for watching the Shy Guys Football Podcast. If you'd like to get in touch with us, be sure to reach us on Gmail, shyguysfootball at gmail.com, on Twitter, on Facebook. We're on Apple Podcasts. You can find us You can find us everywhere. Just look for Shy Guys Football. You'll find us there. We are going to be taking a few weeks off before our next show. We're going to come back after the Super Bowl. We're going to have some more content for you then, as well as in the offseason. We're going to be talking some fantasy football tactics in broad terms. We're going to be talking about organizing your league, a lot of fantasy football advice for all of you out there. And then, of course, we're going to get back into our offseason moves and our preseason shows as we approach next season. Until then... We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>